Welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat, Boys East Swizz. Joined by Micah. Micah, how are we doing, brother? Hey, I got it first this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why. You know why? Because we're not joined by... Put some respect by... on my name, my brother. Put some respect. Put some respect on my name. It's also because I want to give a little introduction to not... Well, Local Joe is back. Local Joe is back for our YouTube listeners out there, watchers out there. You can see that Joe is in our, our oh, childhood yeah. room. And you are back in the States, back home, Dan. How does it feel, Joey? So, so one question, one statement for Joey. Joey, can you hear me right now? Can you hear me? I can. I can. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, one statement, one question for you. One, okay. that, where Joe's location is right now, maybe if the camera was shifted a little more the other way to the, the Joe's left, was exactly where we filmed our first podcast ever. Uh, if you can't handle the heat. Fun fact. Yeah. Um, and two, and Joe was shirtless with a suit, with a suit jacket or a jacket. I don't know what the blazer on. I guess what they're called. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and two, why aren't you in the bathtub, brother? Because that's where the most legendary podcast has come from. Joe in the bathtub. I say, ne- I say next podcast, you get your butt in the bathtub. What do you say, Micah? You're the boss, Gage. You're the boss. You yeah, run this podcast, so that is true. Everyone who knows that system knows that Gage is the boss. Gage is the one calling the shots. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, anyways, uh, we hop, we were brainstorming. We did a little brainstorm session either before the pod, whenever about, Hey, what should we talk about? And, uh, Micah came in hot with the answers, came, came in hot with the shocks. And he said, Hey man, I got a bunch of shocking things. I, well, I got a bunch of stuff to talk. And I was like, Hey, what is it? And he said, he want to shock me. So Micah, go ahead. Shock myself, Joe in the audience. Shock him. What are we going to get so- talking on today? I've been watching a lot of basketball podcasts. Um, as you know, like it's, it's hard when you're when you're overseas. If anyone has been overseas listening to this, you know that it's pretty difficult. Yeah, <laughs> been overseas. It's pretty difficult to keep up with American sports. Like, yeah. it's so hard. Maybe you'll watch the Super Bowl. Maybe if you're a diehard 49ers fan, like Joe and Gage, or mostly Joe. Um, <laughs> You'll stay up like when they're in the playoffs, but regular season you're not watching. You can maybe watch some highlights, and then a few years while you're over here, you're just like tuned out from American sports. But um, I think Gage has been listening to Old Man in the Three. Oh yeah, I watched a lot. It's JJ Reddick's. Right, I listen to it all the time to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. And then now like Bill Simmons, is that Bill Simmons? Is that the the NBA analyst? Mm-hmm. He might be Bill Simmons. His stuff, his podcast is popping. What's it called? Up. I don't really know, but it's popping up, and I'm listening to it. And there's so many interesting discussions that they have on there that we don't have on here about the professional scene. And it made me like interested in like they do a lot of comparisons. Like these analysts, their job is just to bring up hot topics or like MVP votes or top ten players or is LeBron better than KD? Is KD better? Like all of these kinds of things make basketball even more exciting than it is already it's already exciting enough but all of the like hot topics and the tnt crew and like all of these guys that have takes adds to that and yet we don't we haven't done it at all 
So, Ooh. trying to follow in a way, I guess, the footsteps of a more successful and media savvy sport. I want to try and bring up some topics for you too, and I'll answer them as well. Oh, that are similar to like the hot takes that they would have um, on those types of shows. The first thing, who is the best player in the world and who are the five best players in the world? Joe, I want you to go first. Best player in the world. So I define uh, how, how I view like other sports in general and, um, and I kind of, you know, judge athletes is just by their success like straight up like a lot of people will say will come in and tell me like mike mike trout or bryce harper like are the best players but it's so hard for me to see that when like they aren't making playoffs and they're not you know their their teams aren't winning and it's like yeah these guys are like really crazy athletes and maybe they, they just haven't been on great teams but it's hard for me to um um it's hard to me to justify saying like that they're the greatest athlete when they're like they're just not in, like, the championship type of race every single year. So, in volleyball, I mean, I, th- I don't think you can... I don't think you can argue that Leon isn't the best player. Every single team he goes to, they're competing for the top championships every single time. And, yeah, there's, like, reasons why people say maybe not, but 100% I think Leon's the top player. He, any team he goes to, he makes them immediately better, and they compete for championships and are competing for the the champions league titles and everything and so i would it's hard for me to argue against that gauge gauge we're talking about the best player skill wise or the greatest player what are the different what's the difference to you greatest is like what you say with lebron versus mj you say mj is the better basketball player so he's the best basketball player but he's not the greatest basketball player because mj in all his glory and greatness and what he's accomplished is the greater basketball player. I see what you're saying. So MJ is greatness and LeBron is a better player. I don't think I have You can be a better player MJ. without accomplishing as much as the other person. Because okay. like you said, winning is a skill. That that's part of a like, you know, and that comes with greatness. Like if you For sure. you're really good at it, you're, you're a great player, you know. Right. Um I don't know, in terms of skill wise, you say I mean it's obvious that Leo, you know, Leon is definitely like I said, any team he goes to, he's making it better. Um, I don't know. Let's think about. I'm trying to think. Who would? I mean, who would even rival? Like I asked people, okay, who's the number one? But who would even be number two to compare him with? And so I think, that's the next think, question then. But is the top five? Right, but for number, I think someone to rival him, you'd have to think about a setting position. I think so, in my mind. Just because, but how? But there's how no other hitter because there's no them? other because there's no other hitter. Well, in terms oh, of his greatness, I see what you're saying. There's no other hitter saying. to go up with Leon. So, I see what you're okay. saying. Who could if you're going to put an orange against an orange, Leon's just going to be the obvious. So you're trying to go orange and apple, exactly. and then say like which one is actually a better fruit. So is Gianelli. Well, then you go, from my from my standpoint, it would be Bruno. Just from like how I, how oh, I you view uh, greatness. There's no, yeah, there's exactly. no doubt that Bruno is the most successful. But he's lost so much too. But then again, he's been in those games. <laughs> Dude, he's won more than anyone by far. Could be Bruno. Could be Fun. Bruno because any team that he goes to, except Mona, actually, not so much this year. <laughs> not because a that's year. the thing. That's the thing. I feel like if if you throw Leon on a bottom team 
in like the Plus Liga, that team all of a sudden is incredible because he's able to score points. But if you throw like a, a great setter on a bottom team, they might not be as good because there's just some capabilities that you have if you're an attacker that you don't have if you're a setter. A setter can for sure make that team a lot better and can put people in good positions, but at the same time, people have to score, and Leon the, can score. Yeah. The thing about the thing about the championships thing that Gage is talking about, how he thinks Bruno lost a lot. The thing about volleyball is, if you think about in a year how many different championships you play for, yeah. where everybody else, like That's in major sports, like you just play for one championship. That's very it's like true. yeah, of course you're gonna lose more championships because you play like national team and club. You're playing for like eight to twelve championships a year, so it's like, yeah, you're not. Gonna... That's true. That's super true. You have VNL. You have every. Every year you have a bigger tournament like World Cup, World Championships is this year. Um, you have the league. Super Cup, Cup, You have league. the League Cup, Women's League or Challenger Cup or um, all those kinds of things. So that's a good point. I think maybe soccer also has probably a decent amount of championships because they also play on their national teams. They also have Champions League. But yeah, in terms of the NBA... And the NFL, those guys are pretty much all chasing one thing. So that is a good yeah. point. And also, I don't I've never liked the idea of like, oh, he Bruno loses a lot. Or LeBron lot loses a lot. Like I I've never understood how people can argue. And me and Joe have had this argument a lot. When we were kids, actually, less now. But I've never understood how people can like use LeBron making it to the finals as a way to degrade him. Like that means that he had an incredible season and it means that he won more than anyone else besides one person, one team. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me if if he did lost in the semis that his greatness is more? People use this argument no. like Jordan is 6 for 6. Like every time he made it, he won. I'm like yeah, but he played for what eighteen years. That means twelve times he lost. Like if yeah. every year you play, you either win it or you lose it. It's not like if you lose the finals, it's like oh you're now lose. No, no, no. He lost the bad boy Pistons what three years in a row, and people are like, yeah. okay, so you're just gonna sweep that on the rug because it wasn't in the finals. Like that's to get to the finals. That's equally as important because you don't win the finals without winning that series. Like, why do people think, oh, he's undefeated in the finals? No, no, yeah, but he's not undefeated in his NBA career in terms of, like, like he's only made it six times. LeBron made it, I think it was nine times in a row? How many times did LeBron make yeah. it in a row? Nine times, it sounds about I think right. It, I think nine might be it. And, and yet people will be like, yeah, but, I mean, he only won four for nine or four for ten or whatever, however many it is. And it's like, guys, like, okay – Nice. Let's have him lose every time that he didn't win. And a lot of those, he wasn't the favorite. He played against the Spurs when he wasn't the favorite. He played against... Um, the only thing I think he was his favorite against was the Mavericks, and he blew that. But he played against freaking the Warriors with who, God knows how much talent. Katie, Steph, and Clay. Katie, Steph, and Clay, and Dre. And then one year, the 73-9 and nine Warriors... Is there a team right now that you, or in the recent future, or the recent history that you could compare to that team in the volleyball world? Like, 
Uh, to that Warriors team. Out. Yeah. I think like I think like uh, the Kazan team. I wasn't very involved in overseas like volleyball when they were beating everyone, but I'd imagine that's kind of what it was like when Anderson and Leon were were playing for Kazan. Um, I know that they are winning a lot. I don't know if it's similar because that that uh, Warriors team is not Russian volleyball. That is like the French, like Polish style of volleyball. In comparison with like, yeah, with NBA to volleyball, like they are like a smaller, more skilled, more team oriented, like share the ball and like do all the little things well. And Kazan was more like, oh gosh, I don't even know. Like when you have Shaq almost, but like Shaq only had Kobe and Kobe was a small. You know what I mean? Their style of yeah. play is just completely different. So, um, yeah. But who is, in, in your mind, who is in the top five? Getting back to that question. It is an interesting debate because the the positions are just a little bit more different than um, than the NBA. I don't know how they do it on in the NFL because those positions are very different. A lot of times they just give the credit to like a quarterback, maybe a running back and receiver, but like offensive linemen are rarely in the talks of like the greatest of all time in the NFL. Um, Even though like left tackle is one of the highest paid positions, people don't know that. Like people who don't watch sure. football, they don't realize that there's yeah. certain positions on this field to get paid way more because the importance of what they're doing is no big incredible. Time. But thing- at the but at the same time, what would that be like for volleyball? Like, could a libero be the greatest of all time? Maybe not. No, doesn't affect the middle. Much. Maybe not. Like Simone think- is pretty. Simone might be in the top five. Honestly, I would put him in top five. I would put him top five, dude. Yeah. His presence. Simone might be in, in the top game, five. Yeah. So who do you, who who do who do you have? All Let's right. we can even go through this a little bit together because we I did come up with this and shock you guys and didn't give you guys time much much time to prepare. We got Leon, Leon, Simone. I'm gonna put Grabenikov in there because how he affects the game. Wow, Bruno. In terms of he made he's not the most skilled setter by far, but he knows how to win. And then who's an opposite that is just unbelievable? Mazursky could be in there. Um, who are the top opposites in the world right now? So on, None in the, the Olympics, the oh in the Dude. Olympics, the opposites were Patri, who got gold. No. Was oh, Mikhailov. Did I Mikhailov. see Oh, I meant Mikhailov, sorry. Oh, okay. Mikhailov, um, Anderson, Lima was a top point scorer in that tournament. Um, but a lot of them also are on smaller teams, like Sokolov. Um, Not anymore. Who, who are the top opposites? Antanasievich. Um, it's a little bit older now, but dominated for a long time in Italy. That's a good question. I'm not sure. You think opposites who the top are opposites down? Are. I think they're they're not. I think there's no opposites good enough to be in the top five. I think Mikhailov. 
is I put those pretty, in my five. It's pretty special. He's just been doing it so dude, he was young when he when he was a starter on that national team. Like really young. Two thousand eight. He was very, very young. And he's just a machine. He just knows how to score. He's just a freaking point scoring machine. And would you guys well first of all, would you guys anyone put Ingapeth on there? I, I, I think we should. I think so, we should. What you should do is name ten, and then we can try and like name ten, and then you can Dude. try and say these are the top five because we might forget some people. So I think like Ingapeth should be one million percent in the conversation. Um, Dude, the one guy that the one guy that every single time I watch, and people think I'm crazy for you know throwing out the, even I, Mikey Christensen. I think the one I don't know if it was on the pod or if it was just when I called him one time talked about. Um, this guy, he was even like, oh, we'll wait and see. I'm like, dude, every single time I watch, I'm incredibly impressed. And he's the reason they're in the position. Is Alessandro Michelepto. Dude, he is, I don't know. Just watching him play, like, everything about him, I would put him in I would put him in the top ten. People might think I'm crazy. But right well, now, even with his youthfulness. From what I've been seeing, too, Kaczynski is pretty ridiculous for his age for his age what is he 42 oh my goodness man he's 37 he might be 37 or 38 something like that yeah he is um which is just insane he's, he's flying. flying still yeah he's still flying he yeah. is still flying okay so so for a top 10 we would have bruno leo leon Simon, Mikhailov, Mikhailov. I say Grabenikov. Grabenikov. Would you put Eric in there as well? Then you have, there has to be some American in there, I would imagine. One of the, Mike, I mean, it's either Matt or it's. Yeah, Matt. Matt could be. I'd put Micah ahead of Matt. Matt or Micah could be in there. I put for Micah. sure. I mean, yeah, they're, the success they have on USA side is gnarly. So, yeah. I would say Mike is on the best team in the world this year. Yeah, so, I would say I would Mike, say so too. Kazan's dude, Kazan's just untouchable. Yeah, it's a bummer we can yeah, see him play really Champions League. I, Kazan is, it is man, it really is. We might see it next, next year. year though. Um, but this um, Zaxa team won't nobody be the in the Russian league. Bummer. The Zaxa team will not be the same. What? Yeah, it'll be a little oh. bit different. I don't know how much, but I, they'll be missing a piece or two for sure. Um, and what makes the Zoxa like, team, I actually got the chance to go watch them play against Yastrembia in the Champions League match, and it wasn't very close. I think the first set was 25-15. Every single time they've played them, they've just blown them out. Yeah. Matt, the past couple you know times. what it is? Well, and to be fair to Yastrembia, they are, they are battling illness. Like, a bunch of them were sick. Um, Cleveno didn't make the trip. He's got, like, some knee stuff, and he was also sick from what I've heard. Um, Gladier, who's a starting middle for them, who's an absolute beast, also didn't make the trip. So, to be fair, they were missing some key pieces, like, big, big pieces. Um, but what makes Zoxa just so good is just the constant pressure on you to just keep up with them, like, their service pressure is gnarly. They don't miss very often at all. They're all very consistent servers. That's the first part of it. Second part, 
their block is and defense is so disciplined. They're never reaching outside of their body, which is like something that we've talked about in in the U.S. is in the U.S.A. gym. I feel like at times we are too individual on block and defense. Yeah, and it's just like impossible to play defense behind the block. It's like I don't know what's going on, and these guys just have so much trust in in the guys behind them, and they just stay straight and they get so many block touches. And then they pass really well. You're not going to get a lot of clean aces on them. And they got a balanced attack. Like even their middles get a, their middles get the most balls. Semenu got like high balls and like maybe one or two insistent balls, but like he's a great player and they're still giving their middles a bunch of a bunch of attacks. So they're just They're so going to win Champions League. I think and they're going to beat Trento. It's they're so consistent, you can't make errors, and that's what makes good teams. Is like, they just make you play incredibly well just to beat them. Yeah. And if you don't, you lose. Like we're gonna play a really, really solid volleyball, and if you can just play like out of your minds, then maybe you'll have a shot. But we're just gonna keep pressure on you, and you're gonna have to do play after play after play after play. And you see guys like that that are facing that block in defense just start scrambling for like hits that they don't normally go for high hands on yeah. a perfect situation uh, in system pass and they're going high hands and that's when you know like oh this blocking defense is in this like it is tough to score against these guys it's it's so and i don't know if out, any of like those guys are even in the top 10 individually Eric? but they are they've they were the best team last year you can't argue it they beat kazan they beat louis like they beat Trento. They went through the ringer. Uh, yeah. They deserved their their uh, Champions League victory. So they were the best team last year, and they might be again this year. And it's just like good, super good team volleyball, like, and just consistent and discipline. It's really cool to see. It's impressive. So, yeah. We haven't gotten 10. to the top 10, though. Yeah, that was the biggest. Sorry. And then no worries. I mean, it's a good point. But yeah, top ten. Um, we are listed five. Inge, wait, did we put Ingepeth yet? Ingepeth's in there for me personally. So we have—is that five? How many do we have right now? Okay, start again, Gage. Ingepeth, right. Ingepeth, Leo, Simone, Grubenikov. Do we put Micah, Matt? Yeah, or Eric? I think Micah, Matt, yeah. or Eric. Which one? I think Micah is is a top. Micah right now. Yeah. Micah. For sure. Okay. Um, I haven't got to watch a lot of him, but I mean, I think he's, I think for sure he's second or th- or first. No other teams from the French side. No other players from the French side. No, no. not yet. No. No. Um, no other teams from the Polish team. Kurek. Kurek could be a pretty good opposite for but sure. But not. But he's not at the top. I mean, he could be. I mean, that's what the thing is. That Mikhail, there's so many Mizerski. damn good players. Oh, Mikhailov. Mikhailov. We'll I mean, Mikhailov's pretty. Yeah, Mikhailov's Six. pretty pretty ridiculous for sure. Uh, anyone on Perugia? Anyone on Trentino? Joe, you want to put your boy in there? I would. If I was putting top ten, I would put him in there right now. Mikieletto, seven. Do we need another setter, or not, or another opposite, or what? Bruno, 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 Bruno. I think. I think we said Bruno. No, we didn't. No, no we didn't. We didn't. We say didn't. Bruno yet. I think Anderson would be in there as an Anderson opposite. Nine. He's just been so good for the USA for so yeah. long, and he's won so much. Um, so Micah and Matt. Um, One more. 
Dude, there's a lot of incredible middles, too. You got to pick one. We only have Simone on here. I mean, also, there's a lot of freaking incredible receivers. Like, Ten. Joe, you think Michieletto deserves the nod right now over, like, like what Lucarelli has been able to do for Brazil? Point. Right, if we're just talking about right now, dude. Yeah, that's a different discussion, mean, I guess. What? It's like this moment, or the people that are playing and like their careers this that moment, they have had. This moment. This very moment. If we're only talking about this very moment, I don't know if Bruno's on there as the as a top setter. Like okay. I know Micah's playing really well, and I think Gianelli's playing really well. Would you put Gianelli even Bruno? even Matt? Even Matt, you could question then too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because Matt's on the left. We're back like, down to seven then. Do you want G- unless you want Gianelli down instead of Bruno? What do you guys say? Setters. Setters, I think, should be Micah and Gianelli. Eight. Okay, two more. So those are the two setters. Liberos can be Eric and 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 Grubenikov. That's nine. That's nine. That's, so that's f- setters and Liberos is four. Middles, Simone. And man, there's a lot of good middles. It's tough because I haven't dude. been able to watch Russia too much, and they have incredible yeah. middles. I haven't been able to see Lucan or Lucas from Brazil very much, but he's ridiculous. Offense. Where's he playing now? Where's Lucas playing now? Stupid. I don't know. I'm not sure. Somewhere in Brazil, probably. I don't think he's playing in Brazil. Unless it's like well, a very well, low level team. Then I, I don't know where he would be because I haven't seen him. Just comes out of nowhere. There are some really good middles in the Plus Liga as well. Yeah. You got to choose um, one. Unless there's a better receiver, would you say anyone on Zoxa is a top 10 player right now? Or are they just a really good unit, other than Eric? I mean, he's a good he's good at the unit, I'm saying, but a top 10 player. Or on Perugia. Trento, I would not say any more top 10 players. Oh, really gosh. I think Semenu could be in there. Yeah, I do. Ten. From when I played against that guy, it was pretty ridiculous. I was, yeah, that guy was pretty, it's pretty steady, very man. impressive, very impressive. Okay, we got ten. Now we got it all down to five. Would you say Semenyuk's a top five? Mm. Top five. As right now, right now. Maybe. I mean, the yeah. fact that he's in the cha- Champions League final. Speaks to something. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. We only have one libero. Eric or Grubenikov? Eric, you know who, for sure. You know, you know who's ridiculous this year and like impressed me a lot too is that uh, the libero for Yastrembia. Like, yeah, Yastrembia. We also, can't get off topic. Mis- if we're off topic mispronouncing though. all of the names, we're, we apologize a lot. We, it's difficult. We have 10 here, Micah. All right, Which one, right. Grubenikov or Eric right now? I, I can't answer this very well. I haven't seen Grubenikov play very much. Me neither. But but Eric is in Champions League finals one more, and that is being the greater player. But Grubenikov just won a gold medal. And we have to have a libero in the top five? No, we don't. Do we have Grubenikov or Eric in the top five? I think either of them are top five. I think five we decide that a little bit later, because I think we might not we might run out of room before we get to there. Because right, I think Leon needs to be about. in there. Leon is in there. So Semenuk and Leon... Top Joe, top five, Semenyuk or no? 
right now? I guess, yeah. I mean, just from what he's been able to do the past two years, it's been really impressive. We got our two. And would you put Micah Christensen or Gianelli in the top five? Setter has to be in the top Micah. five for sure. Micah. Yeah, I, I think Micah. 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 We got three. Simone. Would Simone be in there? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. That's four. Are we going with any libero? Eric or Grabenikov? Who else in the top ten are we missing? We're missing. We said we said no. Eric. We didn't say Eric the, yet. Here are the here are the red. Here are the Those rest are the four. Missing. Here are the six that are missing. You got Eric. You got Grabenikov. You got the Mazursky. I got Mikhailov. I keep calling Mazursky. Oh man, yeah. Um, we eliminated Gianelli. We eliminated. Uh, this one, we gotta write this crap down. Damn it. Bruno Ingepeth. Inge, well, Ingepeth is Ingepeth in the top five. Bruno Ingepeth in the top five. Those I mean, if six. we're counting the Olympics, it, was, it just happened. It's pretty ridiculous that France France won. Who carried them though? Was it team? They're always going to be a team, but I mean, Irvin is the guy. There's no doubt about that. So There's would like, you say no that doubt. is the top five players? Was Irvin Ingepeth in the top five right now? Trying to think of the instead Russian of, league is just instead a, of Mikhailov. I'm trying to think of the Russian league and like who's over there. That's the only league that's you getting in the top. I'm a top little out of touch top. with. You know who's pretty impressive is Volkov. Volkov, yeah. And Bednarch for 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 Kazan. We're going in circles here. We're going in I'm circles. Just, I'm just. I'm. I apologize. I probably should have brought these topics up. So we could all think about you them. Came and in this with would the be shocker. a lot cleaner. This would have been a lot cleaner of a conversation, but at the same time, that's not us. They can hear our thought process. Um, so, what is the last guy on the list? You have Irvin, Mikhailov, the Liberos, Gianelli. You have your boy uh, Volkov and uh, Bednarsh. Bednarsh. Bednarsh didn't even go to the Olympics, right? Yeah, I know he didn't, but he's very, very, very good. I don't know. What do you guys think? Not Bednorsh. Volkov is somebody I throw in there. That's your fifth. In the mix. No, 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 not fifth, but I'm just in the mix. Um, Here's what I say. I say Mikhailov. Okay. Just because like, I think... Cause, you guys know international volleyball a lot better than I do, but what I've seen from Kazan, I would say they're the top team. And a big part of that, obviously, is Micah and their well-roundedness. But Mikhailov has been on those Champions League teams, and without him, I don't think they're even close to the top team. And like we said, we put Leon on those top, on those bottom teams. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Let's do and it. I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, if you man. put him on any team, that team becomes very, very, very good. And we got our top five 20 minutes later. We did it, guys. We freaking did it. Look at us. It's not, I'm not crazy proud of it. I don't know if we did a good job. <laughs> but it's a difficult conversation to have because there's no like precedent. Like there's no rubric. There's no people that have had this conversation a lot. And like this is not a lot of people are this doing is groundbreaking this. territory. This is groundbreaking stuff. Not to say it's groundbreaking, but like this conversation, we don't have a lot to build off of, you know? No, you're right. And yeah. I think, well, like, but that's In the NBA, though. it's, like, easy. You, you hear all the arguments. You hear, like, why Jordan? Why LeBron? People are doing all the, the analytics, and people are doing top fives all the time, and it's, like... But, 
So that means they, we're not they're polluted. constantly doing that. But our mind's not polluted with all those, you know. It's yeah, we have, different we have word the, we choice. Have our, we have our polluted own is one way to say it, and maybe informed is another. Yeah, but people can inform you of one stat, and then we think how many stats there are. Think how many bullcrap stats there. Are, you know what I'm saying? No, that is a hey, that is a great point. Stats. I just want to always tell the story. That is a big point. That is a very good point. The also, I want to point out that I've grown for my mom and dad listening out there. The the word at the end of the bowl there would have been a different word if they hadn't told me to watch my mouth. I just want to say I didn't swear there. I've been watching my mouth. Have you noticed I've been watching my mouth, Micah, Joe, at all? So much. Yeah, I think so. Thanks, guys. Let's support right there. Sorry. Anyways, uh, next topic, Micah. Keep them coming, baby. Okay. So the next topic was, and this, I think we need to do this. I think we need to do a draft, like a legit, like. We can't do that now. No way. No, no, we no. We're not going to do the. No, no. I'm not saying that we need to do this now. I think we do need to do a legit one with like, like where we're like, we have a few days to write down everything, like all the scenarios. Maybe we can bring in some um, guests and it could be an eight team draft. Live stream. And it. we could live stream it and we could have like a commentator or a host. I think it would be a sick event. Anyways. Another thing I had was, if you're starting a team, who's your two people that you can take? Six-man like, team? No, if you're starting a team, like, Six I was thinking, like, for the Champions League final, if I was like, okay, I have to go and take a random team to go and play in this thing. Mm-hmm. Who am I taking on that team? In I guess of- in, in a way, that's the top five, but in, my, but in my mind, it's also not. Because what makes right. a good team, right? Like... I think that's a super interesting question is what makes a good team? It's not always the the superstar teams that are going to do the best. So uh, who would the other four or five be? Would it just be like bums or like capable B-list players? Well, I guess where would you start and what what do you think makes a good team? We're all going to – I think that's we're my, all going to say – That's my main question. I think we're all going to say the same thing in terms of – well, here's the thing. Here's why I wouldn't start with like Simone, someone like Simone, like a middle – because they're not, I don't think they can affect the game as much. Because one, they're not as right. as much, you know. So obviously, right. the obvious answer is going to be Leon. I think we're all going to say that. I think our number two choice is going to be more interesting. I don't know, like you said, Bruno, but Bruno hasn't been doing that great this year, you know, because he knows how to win. But lately, he's not. Are they out of the Italian playoffs, by the way? No, no. Are they're they in the semis? Semi. Yeah. First, who? Perugia. It's a great question. I don't know who they're going to match up with. That's a great question. Because it's know. Trentino versus. Uh, not Verona. It's uh, Lube. No, it's it's uh. Oh, Lube's out. Rizard's team, Rizard's team, or something. Like Piacenza. That. Yeah, Piacenza. Okay. Um, and Piacenza actually beat Trentino. Uh, um, after Trentino. Dude, Piacenza beat is legit too. Yeah. Anyways, we're, I think we're confusing our non, uh, non overseas listeners with the names here. Okay. No, but um. I would usually say Bruno because he's a winner, but he hasn't been winning this year. So I'm thinking right here, right now, I say Leon. And you don't need an opposite when you have Leon. You don't need a great opposite when you have Leon. Because <laughs> that's just real. So I say I go with another receiver. I say I go with, you know, because if you just passed it up, you got Leon to go score. And I say with you, Semenuk maybe. Because he's just steady. I'd go, I'd go with those two because they're just so damn steady. Joe go. Yeah. I don't know. 
hundred percent. Uh, I would go. Sorry, my legs, in the way, showing off my legs. The uh, pff, definitely lay on. I mean, his, his impact on the game, and then for me, opposite's huge. Um, but you have lay on. Why do you need an opposite? I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of having a good opposite in general. Um, All right. I might, to be honest, and this is kind of out there, maybe Namir. And he's kind of like a wild card. He's been playing mm. that well this year, though. I don't know. I, I don't know the reasons for it, but I also have seen him play at a really, really high level. And it was impressive. Uh, his serve and stuff. Like, just having his and Leon serve in the lineup. Wow, yeah, yeah, some... yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just need one of them a set to make one run. So I would say those two, <laughs> thinking about it. And the way that Namir kind of attacks stuff, like, I feel like, I don't know, I could work pretty well with him. I feel like most setters could. <laughs> it's <laughs> Well, you've always really enjoyed having, like you said, you've always really enjoyed a good opposite. You like back setting. Yeah, like... I use the opposite a lot. I yeah, like long action. option. Playing shoot, playing shoot and long option. Right, between right. Between that, that's kind of my favorite thing. Right, right, right. Um, so, yeah, I would say that. That's pretty that. good. I like both of your guys' ways of going about it. Study um, one, study of two. Whew, that's a good one. That's a really difficult I would go with Leon. And part of me wants to take a setter because I just feel like. But if you're playing in it, would you be. <clears throat> oh, this is if we're on the team? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, okay. If we're on the team, which makes it easier. Because then I don't have to think about even choosing a setter. <laughs> oh, well, then that yeah. makes... Oh, then, yeah, I would go with an opposite for sure. I'm kind of like Joe. I think you just get a little bit more one-dimensional if you just... If I were to take something else. From a setting standpoint, like, Joe might understand that. Like, I don't know. I always want an op- a good option on the right or the left. The left, if that makes That's sense. That's a good point. Like if you if you take a middle, then you're playing half the court yeah. a lot of the times, and then Leon's back row, and then you're playing up the middle of the court, uh, and people can just bunch or people can help a lot, and um, your offense gets a little stagnant. So I think always having a good option on the left and the right, obviously, is nice. I mean, who's gonna not say that's nice? So I would take an opposite as well, and I would take. I'd probably take Mikhailov. I feel like he's just super experienced. He knows how to score the ball. He's been in however many games that are important. Um, a lot. <laughs> so I might take Mikhailov. Another another option would honestly be Anderson on the on the right because I think Matt on the right is very very good. Um, he, yeah, he's pretty phenomenal. And he can also help pass four if you go against some good serving teams. And he's a he's a gnarly passer as well. 
Yeah. His reception is really good, yeah. For how tall he is, his reception is crazy, so. Dude, if you're tall and you have that, like, long platform, really a nice platform, makes I guess so in, easy. I guess that is Perugia in a way. I just would be moving Matt on the right. And I think we'd. I think Perugia would be maybe even, I don't know, if just he played really well. Yeah, I'm going with um, Leon and um, Anderson on the right. Boom. Mm-hmm. Signed, sealed, delivered. I think we got him. Do you guys have any, do you guys have any, like, I feel like this is, I mean, it maybe doesn't have to take up a whole podcast, but it's some conversations we should be having. I think like, as a kid, it's super cool to like, if there's kids out there listening to this, to get these kinds of arguments going and these kinds of like talks about star players and like building that kind of thing up. Cause I mean, me and Joe, I remember specifically arguing about LeBron and, and Michael Jordan on the plane with Joe for like three and a half hours, the entire plane ride True. Um, to go gotta, to nationals. I think we also got to integrate college though too. And we don't really talk about women's volleyball, but we don't really know much about women's volleyball. Yeah. It's tough to honest. talk about for me. It's tough to talk about women's volleyball. It's not, Same. it's not a matter of it being of less importance. Honestly, it's probably of a lot higher importance than men's volleyball. It's just, we don't, I don't know anything about it. Right. Yeah. hundred percent. Stay in your lane kind of thing. But I think, yeah, college volleyball, like you said, is, I think you're right. Cause we don't have overseas volleyball in America. That's why it's called overseas. But, um, we do have college people and they could get the game rocking too. That is true. Comment below. If you think we should do a live stream draft with everyone, get guests in there and have the people we do know have them on. I think that would be. We'll really see if cool. we draft them right to their face. Be like, I'm not drafting you. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. That'd be brutal. That'd be brutal. Um, before we wrap it up here, boys, uh, just want to give a quick shout out to uh, our sponsor, Dr. Price Electrolyte. Use the promo code Addison20 for 20% off. Link in the bio to get nice and electrolyted. Also, Orange County Crown. It's coming up in about two months. Here, if you haven't signed up, put the link in the bio for some nice grass volleyball. If you want to meet us. Play us, or just be at the tournament for just good, good vibes. Huntington Beach, California. The sign-up will be link in the bio. Just remember, guys, if you can't handle heat, goddamn kitchen. It's been another episode presented by Adam Assistant.